Hey guys. Hey guys. Hi, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, we haven't, sorry, we haven't uploaded um, recently just with finals and everything, but regardless, we're back um, now and with the summer, we're hoping to upload podcast episodes more frequently. So Ava's not here today, but um, aside from that, the whole board is here. And today we kind of, well, originally we wanted to make this a fun podcast where we kind of just talked about life, but given recent events with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, we thought that this was like a much more important topic and that it has to be talked about. Um, so first off, we just wanted to start off by talking about what Roe v. Wade is, what the case established. And uh, we have a post on this that was posted a few weeks ago. Um, if you'd like to read more about it, we strongly encourage you to just to learn more about the history of the case. But in case you haven't, uh, Roe is a single pregnant woman who wanted an abortion and she challenged the constitutionality of a Texas abortion law that um, forbids abortion except if like the mother's life is at risk. And uh, overall, just brief summary, the Supreme Court ruled that the Constitution provided a fundamental right to privacy that protects a woman's right to choose whether or not they, um, they, like to, they want to have an abortion. And this was based on the fact that the Constitution, it protected rights privacy for everyone that was born or naturalized in the United States, and emphasis on born as fetuses are unborn. And the right to abortion, it's not absolute. However, like it has to be balanced against the government's interest in protecting women's health and like their prenatal life. And um, from then on out, pregnancy, it was divided into three trimesters in um, which there's complete freedom to have an abortion in the first trimester. There's kind of more restrictions around the second and uh, women are prohibited to have an abortion, obviously except like if the mother's life is in danger um, in the third trimester. And it's important to know that like nobody's getting abortions um, like when a fetus is like pretty much like fully grown or when it's like ready to be born um, or like has complete body systems. Um, and that's kind of an argument that a lot of people who are pro-life try to use as like a defense. Okay, so now I'm just going to go over um, when it was overturned uh, and what this really means. So basically, Roe v. Wade was overturned on June 24th, 2020. The decision was overturned by, it was four to five. So Justices Sotomayor, Breyer, Roberts, and Kagan were against Justices Kavanaugh, Thomas, Courtney Barrett, Alito, and Gorsuch. Forgive me for my pronunciation. Um, basically, this now means that abortion rights are in the hands of each state. Um, and the laws were overturned through a decision on the case Dobbs of the Mississippi Debt of Health versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which, um, just to clarify, this was a decision in which the U.S. does not honor abortion rights. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the role of race in this whole issue, um, which is one of the implications of overturning Roe v. Wade. So one of the biggest cases, one of the biggest arguments to keep abortion legal and as a constitutional right is because it, it, it involves rape and people that are raped are obviously one of the most the highest groups to get abortions because they don't want to 
be reminded of their rape or because they are so young that they don't have the means to have children at that time. There's a whole, a, a whole host of reasons why someone who was sexually assaulted or raped does not want to keep their child. Um, and the poorest Americans are, ten, are 12 times more likely to be sexually assaulted than the richest ones. Um, and these same people don't have the money to be traveling to other states to get an abortion if they cannot get one in their hometown. So this involves people who live in low-income communities, most often minorities, and people that are not white. Um, so even those not raped uh, in low-income communities, or who, those who just got pregnant, um, but aren't in the state to take care of a child due to things like not having the monetary means to support another life, drug involvement, having no access to schools or a positive life for their child, which are all system, are all problems that exist in, um, exist primarily in low-income communities. Now, these people don't have access to bodily autonomy. So there's two things that come out of this. The first would be these people, if they live in states which now prohibit abortions, they either don't get the abortion at all um, and their child is the one that suffers. For example, they're thrown into the foster care system, which has a whole host of issues, such as one statistic we found is after reaching the age of 18, 20% of the children who were in foster care will instantly become homeless. Um, but there's not just that. There's also the fact that children put in foster care face abandonment issues, uh, and a whole uh, host of other problems as to why they're in that system. And it's just kind of a fact that the American foster care system is essentially broken and there's a lot that needs to be done to fix that. So that's sort of like path one is the child is kept but doesn't have the most positive life and the child is the one that will suffer after birth. But the second implication would be that women may just get their, get an illegal abortion, which will be dangerous and result in a disproportionate mortality rate to those of color from low-income backgrounds. And this is very probable because abortions aren't just gonna go away with the prohibition of them, just as anything that is illegal doesn't just go away, it still happens, but in a more dangerous light. So we're just increasing the death rates of those who are still going to have abortions where it is illegal, but it'll just be more dangerous and put those lives at risk. So overall, the main point of this is that the system is skewed towards the wealthy white Americans who will have access and advantages over the minorities in low-income communities. I mean, if you think about it, a rich family who say their child gets pregnant and they feel that it's right for them to get an abortion, they will get on a plane, they'll fly somewhere where it's legal if they're living in a state where it's illegal and they'll get their abortion. But that's not the case for the majority of people who are getting pregnant and need abortions. And what's ironic is that in, just, in Justice Samuel Alito's 78 page opinion, he stated that the law was overturned to prevent discrimination on the basis of race, sex or disability, including barring abortions in cases of fetal abnormality. But the overturning causes more incidents of inequality in pretty much all of these groups in terms of like women, minorities, and things like that. So the, that's, that's the gist. There are some really scary future implications to this decision. Overturning Roe v. Wade is not the end. This country is going to go down a really slippery slope. 
And in the future, we can expect other similar jurisprudence to be overturned, such as Obergefell versus Hodge, Lawrence versus Texas, Griswold versus Connecticut, and Brown versus Board. Yeah, okay. So Obergefell, Obergefell, I'm not exactly sure, was a 2015 Supreme Court decision to establish the right for same-sex couples to be married. And Lawrence was the 2003 Supreme Court decision that established the right for consenting adults to engage in same-sex intimacy. And then Griswold was a 1965 Supreme Court decision that established the right for married couples to buy and use contraceptives. And all of these decisions basically heavily relied on the substantive due process, which is basically a doctrine which prohibits arbitrary governmental action where it impacts on a fundamental right. And therefore it has been interpreted in many cases that apply to matters relating to rights of privacy, such as love, intimacy, and sex. So Clarence Thomas wrote that the Supreme Court has a duty to correct the error established in those substantive due process precedents, and that he even believes the court should eliminate the process altogether, which would definitely not be a good path to take. So we definitely have to acknowledge the impact on certain states when compared to others. 11 states now ban or severely limit abortion, and 11 other states have laws not yet in effect that would effectively do the same. This is three days after the decision, there are already 11 states banning abortion. We can't even imagine what's going to happen in the future. But those states are not included to, but are not limited to Texas, Ohio, Alabama, and Wisconsin. Many abortion clinics across these states had to stop services on Friday. In Wisconsin, for example, a trigger law from 1849 went into effect. We are using laws from the 19th century to govern a 21st century society. That is insane. Other states, such as New York and California, are expected to make abortion laws insured in their state constitutions. Yeah, so kind of like, I just want to take a pause from all like the information, kind of just like talk about like our reactions to it because I remember like when like the first documents or like when like Politico I think they released those documents and like um it was like stating how like the Supreme Court was thinking about overturning Roe v. Wade like I was like in shock but like I couldn't describe to you how shocked I was when they actually did like I don't think people talk about this enough but I like it was I literally just woke up, I slept in, I woke up and suddenly I lost my fundamental right to abortion. And like, that just like blows my mind. Yeah, I, when it first came out, came out that they were, when the documents were first leaked, I obviously was like shocking and scary, but I tended to think that it would never truly be overturned. I thought in the, in the state that, in the political climate today, we couldn't really let all of these women go without the right to bodily autonomy and I just I, like it was unfathomable so I still really can't believe that it was overturned it's just mind-blowing I agree also wait just um something that I've noticed we're getting into a habit of doing um I'm just thinking about it we are saying women in this case but we also are like referring to just people in general like people that don't identify as women like non-binary people that can get abortions can get pregnant etc just keeping that in mind I think that it's sorry me I think that it's honestly incredible how a country that's already so backwards can go further back like 
this is just an issue that people have like women specifically but people in general have been fighting for since like the 19th century and we're still fighting for it like we got we got some rights right but now we're going backwards and we have to continue that fight and it's just, what's it's sad crazy. is that it's become such a political issue which is a lot of what's happening in the status quo is that issues that aren't fundamentally political become political such as like masks and vaccines like this stuff shouldn't be political but in due to like how hot our political climate is today things become political so fast and then people sort of make judgments or decisions without thinking about them I mean not not that everyone does that but it's sort of something that I've seen occur especially in like young people yeah human rights are polarized that's it's yeah I kind of wanted to touch back on what Jess and Sally were saying so I woke up like first thing in the morning I look at my phone and it was blowing up like I I always thought it would just be talking I never actually thought that this would be overturned and when I started reading through all the news articles and even just like looking through Instagram stories like it's crazy to me how like divided like just looking at my followers alone how divided the point of views are like I I don't know that's just like something that I noticed did you guys have similar experiences no yeah with social media it's been everywhere like I I, like like with the algorithm like TikTok too like everything it's just like it's it's everywhere and you can see like really like Like, supporting it's definitely empowering though to watch like young people post and speak up about what they believe in spreading resources Mm -hmm. Um, it is empowering I'm just afraid that like everything else that happens on social media it's going to be a big influx and a big wave of posts now and in a week everyone's going to suddenly stop wanting to be performative activists and just stop caring and stop fighting for it because that's what I see with every single issue I've seen it with gun rights we've seen it with this now it's like everyone's suddenly like yes like we're outraged and then you just stop being outraged yeah it's definitely tough especially with like a lot of people post to sort of check a box like they'll post to say that they post an Instagram story that said like that spreads a message but doesn't really do anything to help which is why like we have a post if you want to check it out about resources and donation spots um because it definitely just doesn't end with talk but I think it's definitely makes a lot of people feel like they can do nothing because it's a supreme court decision it's been overturned we can't really in the current day do anything to go back on it all we can do is fight for what we still have yeah but I think we've definitely seen kind of a gender disparity when we're talking about like sharing resources and like donating and all that stuff like every a lot of girls on Friday were like yes like we need to like share resources like everyone was every girl I know was like posting about that and then every guy was like posting about like basketball and sports yeah I think that's why it's important a lot of people tend to say and there is a grain of truth to this so let me explain before you like whatever let me explain a lot of people say abortion is a women's issue and like men have nothing to do with it and like there's no there's no men should not be involved and while I do think that like old men should not be making decisions on behalf of young women what's going to happen to young women I do think that like it is important to include men in the conversation 
because obviously like while abortion has to do with women and what they're going to do with their bodies and at the end of the day like it is the woman's decision what she wants to do with her body because it's going to affect mostly her life um it's important to so that men understand like they should speak up and in support of other women if we sort of put out this narrative of like men have no opinion then I think it kind of pushes away the men who do want to support um women and do want to post about it but they're like I'm a man I shouldn't even talk about it at all yeah Yeah. like I wouldn't be opposed to a guy posting like about yeah like we also have to acknowledge that the majority of policymakers and like like lawmakers are men so if we're not including them in the conversation then they'll never like realize the actual like implications of their actions so they kind of have to be included yeah they they they, yeah almost all the like people like all the all the almost all the justices who voted to overturn the case were like men yes yeah no literally when when okay what marie like when you were talking about like like it's like woke washing at its finest like i agree it is and that's why it like it makes me so upset because um, i just get angry sometimes when i see especially uh, people from like um our like community community or something because it's like we get so frustrated for like a week or so many people I know get so frustrated for a week and then it's like you don't even understand the weight that this action has like you don't even understand how it will affect people that are like in poverty and stuff because like these people are outraged about it but we obviously have such a different like different experience and we can afford to like get resources that other people can't and it's like people get outraged and post on social media and then they just forget about it and it just makes me very angry yeah we're also not even as in as well also there are like people in texas right now yeah that like are going to abortion clinics and they're being denied like we're not gonna yeah. we're not facing that exactly yeah yeah and oh it's like it's so frustrating this whole situation but yeah we don't want to so just repeating words, we kind of just want to like get the main point out. And yeah, just for the sake of time, we're going to end the episode here, but we really hope that you all do do your own research. And oh, by the way, it's just like, we want to give you also a few resources to kind of look at or donate to if you can. Um, oh, we also have a post on this. It was, it's one of our most recent, recent posts, but yeah, it's also about where you can donate. Um, and the places that some places that we listed were um, Planned Parenthood, the National Network of Abortion Funds, and the National Abortion Federation. And also, if you need to call anyone about the matter, we also encourage you to reach out to the National Abortion Federation hotline, which um, can, like, the number can be found online, but uh, also just like, we're just going to like give it to you. It's one eight zero zero seven seven two nine one zero zero. But um, yeah, we kind of just wanted to get this topic out and start speaking about it because of how serious the implications of it are. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we really also, just to reiterate we really hope that you choose to do your own research on this and continue to fight the good fight and And we do we we just want to put it out there we put out a post we are starting a blog soon so if you do want to submit um we have a google form up an interest form for our blog if you ever want to talk about an issue this issue another issue 
um, fill out that interest form. And once our blog is up, uh, you can have a voice. Yeah. Okay. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.